Okay, live from New York City, I am PMSing, and it is Saturday night, and welcome back to another episode of The Miscongeniality with Eli Rallo. I really wanted to try, like, a new intro, and I hated every minute of it. Also, it's Tuesday, not Saturday. So that didn't work. Actually, it was a failure, but I'm not going to delete this because I believe in if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. But welcome back. Hi, guys. Welcome to the solo episode this week. I'm really excited to just be with you guys and chat with you guys and go over everything and like fill in all of these gaps because for the last few weeks I kept saying like you know I have so much to tell you have so much to tell you have so much to tell you and I haven't had the time or the space to tell you but I finally do and that is super exciting so we are just going to spend the next however long this takes together and it's going to be awesome and I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday um just to give like an overview of the episode so that you can turn it off if you're like oh that doesn't sound interesting to me but I promise like there's something for everyone (laughs) I'm gonna start with a life update and go through all that stuff which I desperately owe you guys and then I'm gonna talk a little bit about my rules uh for TikTok series that I've been doing um within the context of romanticizing your life and being more self-sufficient and confident and less anxious and I just feel like I want to explain the process to you guys and I also just want to like come clean about romanticizing your life because a lot of you ask me about like happiness and romanticizing your life and like tackling anxiety and all of these things and I think it's so important and I think like with everything that's been happening with me on TikTok it's like a really interesting foray into that conversation so we're gonna get there and feel free to skip if you don't care about my life but I hope you do because I'm actually really excited to share some of this stuff with you guys um so yeah I was at home for 10 days and it was kind of a nice reset my parents were away from my mom's 50th birthday and they have two dogs who are like pretty old and sick and so I stay with them whenever they go somewhere and It's always just like, I don't know how you guys feel about your hometown, but whenever I was in high school, I was always like, I I hate it here. And like, I can't wait to get out of here. And I'm going to go to a college in Michigan and then I'm going to move to New York and like, I'm up and out. I'm never coming back. And I think like as you grow and mature, there's this moment of like weird clarity where you're like, actually, this place is flawed and I can point out those flaws, but it also like built me and grew me and like no matter what has a really significant place in my heart and so being there for me always really feels comforting and obviously that's really privileged because like I have such a strong family life and I do have like a really good solid you know upbringing and I'm really lucky for that and I know not everyone can say the same but like I think I did what every privileged kid does and tried to like reject the idea of my hometown and was like I'm gonna be a star and I left and I actually just love nothing more than like traversing the streets of this little town and like enjoying myself and being alone and like really resonating with everything going on because there's been so much going on and so I'm really excited to dive into it all obviously I guess three weeks ago I left my nine to five it might be four weeks at this point 
just because I talk about it in my newsletter, which you can subscribe to. It's called Salt in the City. But basically, make a long story really short, and I have gone over this in the podcast already, but if this is your first time listening, I was in a really toxic work environment um, that I was trying to get out of nonetheless. And on top of that, my growth on TikTok was really steady, which I'm so lucky to admit. And I was technically speaking, making more money freelancing and doing content than I was at my nine to five, which was a really toxic environment. So I left. And of course, like every time I say this, I want to just make sure to note that like privilege plays a tremendous part in this, not only like heterosexuality and whiteness, but also like my family background. And like, I'm very lucky that I can be financially independent doing what I do, but I know not everyone can say the same. Um, And being privileged definitely like skyrockets um, one's growth on the app in general. So I do want to like acknowledge that that's a really big part of it and that I feel so lucky. It's so far been really crazy. I feel like I'm more stressed out than I was when I was working my terrible nine to five and also doing content at the same time because every day like ball has been in my court. And so like, for example, to walk you through my day, I don't even know if you care, but maybe it'll be helpful. I woke up this morning and I city biked home. I woke up at Avery's. That's my boyfriend. And then when I got home, I got ready and I made a coffee and then I right away hit the emails and I was doing this outline for a company that I'm working with for like a writing project. So I was working on that outline and then I went to the Apple store, had a bad experience there because my laptop was broken. And then I sat in a coffee shop and I finished that outline. It's quite long. Um, And then I came home. I had two meetings. One was an interview for somebody else's project. And the other one was a meeting with a brand. And then I went on a short run, showered, made dinner. And then I started filming my content. Um, That was like five. And now it's exactly six. And I am recording this. And then after I'm done with this, I need to just finalize that outline, send it off to that company, organize a couple things for content tomorrow and hopefully be in bed by 10. Um, I like to go to bed early. And so it's it's like, as you can see, it's like very much so been so great, but I'm also like freaking out, if that makes sense. Like, I feel so lucky that I'm able to have this freedom, but I'm also like, oh my God, I wake up every day and I'm like, what do I do? Um, how do I make a plan? So I've been really committing myself to like making a plan, which has been great. But enough about that. I'm you know I feel really settled in my New York apartment like I look at my room I'm looking at my room right now and I'm like wow this is like a place that's gonna be a part of my story but I have another exciting thing which is that I think this is gonna be my last podcast recorded from my bedroom because I'm looking into renting a studio and I hear you guys about the audio I lost the adapter for my microphone for like literally the past few episodes and then I finally found it so we're on that for now but tomorrow I'm visiting two podcast studios looking to rent like by the hour so that I can have my guests there and we can video it and have all the professional audio engineering I have somebody that's doing like a little song clip for the beginning and I'm just kind of like trying to like refurbish the whole thing and like take it to the next level because I am like tremendously excited about the opportunities in front of me and the extra time I have to put into my passions and this is one of them and so I feel like a bit of an imposter but also like if not me then who why not me like I just have to go after it so I'm visiting those two studios tomorrow and I really know nothing about podcast studios for like renting I think they like look like recording studios I don't know how expensive they are but I'm 
somehow making a lot more money than I was before. Um, whenever I was at my nine to five, um, it's been really great to have this management company that advocates for me. Like, damn, I was being a fool before. But anyways, I want to put that money into the content I'm making for you guys, opposed to into like superfluous things that I don't need. I feel like I've been getting really good at like walking into a store and picking something up and being like, yeah, I'm going to buy this and then not buying it because I don't need it. Not to say that like I'm a shopaholic, like that's a normal thing to do, but like every now and then I'll go into a store to window shop and I'll like something, but I won't like need it. I'll just be like, Oh, that's cute. And I'll put it in my hand and be like, I'll buy it. And then I really don't need it. And it's a waste of money. And it's taking money away from things like renting the podcast studio, which is really important for not only me, but also for you guys. Cause the audio quality will be better. It'll be more professional and it'll be edited better. And I can, you know, have different guests come and it's just a really exciting prospect. And so I'm so excited that I'm going to be channeling my energy there. We'll see how it goes. I only set up two meetings because I'm like, what are, how different are they really going to be? And I feel like if I hate both of them, which I just don't foresee me hating both of them, then I could set up more. But They seemed like good choices from the research I did. So I'm doing that tomorrow and I'm really excited. And I think I'm going to restructure the podcast to be life updates in the beginning and then the meat of the episode, which will typically be an interview and then ask me anything at the end. Similarly, my newsletter will also be structured that way where the meat of the personal essay will be in the beginning and then the ask me anything advice column will be at the end. I really like this idea. I feel like it's a really good way for me to do some more long form advice than just what I could do on my Instagram story. So that's all the updates with me and the podcast and everything else. I also just want to address one thing. Um, I'm so happy that Avery and I, Scorpio boy, are still dating. Like I am just head over heels in love with him. He's my best friend. And some people notice that I think I pulled back on posting him so much. And it's not because there's an issue or a problem or like, we don't love each other anymore. We broke up. It's actually quite the opposite. Like things are going so well that I just feel like some things can be left to the imagination and some things can be just for him and I to share. And of course, I want to put him on my page. I mean, he's on it all the time. So I'm sure you guys are like, what is she talking about? Um, he is there all the time and I, and I want him to be a part of it. But also like the way I signed up for this, like he didn't. And the way it's going, I just want to do everything that makes him comfortable but also like preserve us and like leave things a little bit of a mystery because like they're just going so well and not to say like I just hate that like Instagram couples make everything look like this idyllic world and whatever and like no there's like bad days and good days there's tough love and there's easy love but like it's just such a special thing that we have and I don't feel the need to put it all over the internet also like I don't want people comparing themselves to our relationship and naturally it happens and people look up to relationships and I think that's really special but nobody ever knows the full story and like god forbid something did happen I wouldn't want it to be like me like literally having to pick myself up off the ground of getting pummeled of looking through all these tiktoks and whatnot um if you haven't listened to it the episode of girls gotta eat this week Raina, she's one of the hosts on that podcast talks about her breakup with her boyfriend which would similarly be a public breakup if i broke up with mine god forbid and it was just really hard and i and i really applaud her and i'm proud of her and it's an amazing episode but just got me thinking a little bit more about that but yeah everything's really good with us um i feel like i'm just like talking to my friends right now but yeah he's really like the best best and the most amazing in the world um and so okay upcoming stuff that i'm doing so i'm having my meetup this weekend my first one i'm really excited i'm meeting 60 of you i'm gonna do more because i think there was a lot more people than 60 that wanted to come and unfortunately like 
it just filled up but I think we could just do really fun stuff and it'd be amazing like maybe we could have like a brand sponsored event and I would just be so excited to like look into that and like get started with it and like do that um there's gonna be spicy sexies and cheese so I don't know what else you could possibly ever want I'm really excited and it's my mom's 50th birthday on Saturday so we're doing a birthday dinner that I've been like organizing and setting up I'm like a big birthday girl Avery's birthday is the 27th um so it's coming up I just like celebrating other people so I'm excited for those and then soon enough it'll be November Avery and I are going on a trip the first weekend of November but we're surprising someone and so I can't tell you where we're going because God forbid the person listens to this and now every single person I know who listens to this who doesn't live in New Jersey and New York is gonna be like where are they going don't you guys worry the minute I get there you will know I know a lot of you are there (laughs) just from my stories and I'm really excited because I've not ever been there so it'll be really great uh and we're gonna do that so those are my like future things I'm looking forward to and I think that's everything oh yes updates I wanted to give not updates recommendations um I'm not watching squid game Avery says it'll be too gory for me I'm not a big gore kind of like I can't do that kind of stuff it makes my stomach turn but the new season of SVU have we talked about it brilliant brilliant I don't know what it is. I'm a whore for SVU. I love it. I love the show. Like, I will watch and watch. And I can't watch it alone. Uh, it's too scary for me, frankly. And, like, being in New York, it is a scary show. And also, if you're a woman, it's, like, frightening. It can be triggering, too. So, obviously, like, at your own limits, watch it. But ever since, like, getting a boyfriend, I watch it, like, all the time. Because I sleep over there five nights a week. And we watch it every night. So that. I've also recently gotten into Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is kind of a meme because at first I was like this is a show made for men I hate it but then once I like took Larry David's humor with a grain of salt I was like okay I can get behind this we randomly started on season four I guess that's the beauty of a show like that and like SVU it's really good for people with short attention spans because each episode is about something different and it typically like even if it does double dip into the other episode and references something you don't really need that information Or maybe you do, but I feel like I don't. I have a terrible attention span when I'm watching things. So these have been really good for me lately. I've been really enjoying it. I'm trying to think of other things I can wreck to you guys right now. I've been using a lot of CBD. It's been really helping me with my anxiety. I feel really good about that. And that's pretty much everything. I'm reading the new Sally Roney book right now. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I... And I don't want to like pat myself on the back because that's weird. I just felt like um, normal people in conversations with friends were similar styles of writing to which I write. She's way better writer than I am. Jesus Christ. But she writes like I think almost. And it's really comforting for me to read. And I loved the stories of normal people in conversation with friends. I just don't like the story of Beautiful World Where Are You as much. And of course, her writing style is the same and it's wonderful and dazzling. And I use her as a mentor and it's so comforting, like I said. I'm just not the biggest fan of the story, but I'm going to try to read more of it tonight and like, we'll see, honestly, maybe it'll get better. I don't know. I've been weird with my reading lately and that's me. Uh, and now we're going to get into everything. So thanks for listening to 18 minutes of updates. I'm sure you guys are all like, we really don't care and we hate you, but in case you don't, that was that. So I don't even know where the phrase like romanticize your life started, but I think it's really well intended. Like it basically means if you don't know, and I don't even know if I know, but to me it means like living your life like a rom-com, like some ulterior reality where your life, even if you're just going to the grocery store, is this like romantic manic pixie dream girl protagonist thing. 
And I think the problem with it is that it always fails because it's asking us to act like if our life were fiction and not reality. So it's asking us to compare our life to like Stars Hollow and like all these fictional places that we think of as like dreamy or romantic. And it's asking us to like live out our like relationships and dating life as if it's like a Nicholas Sparks novel. And it's asking us to live out like, you know, all of these visions we have like we're in a movie and on some level like it's a really good thing to do every now and then just to get yourself out of a funk like pretend like you're in a movie live that truth it'll make you happier but on another level I think in the long run if you're doing this all the time you're just going to get so upset and frustrated because you're never going to be able to fully attain that mentor movie that you're thinking of. You're never going to fully be able to have that picture perfect movie life that you're romanticizing. And so you're always going to be disappointed. And they say all the time, like romanticize your life, romanticize your life. I'm, I feel like we don't romanticize our lives. Like I'm not about romanticizing my life because I make my life into this thing that's intangible and being someone that's a go-getter and someone that like likes to belly up to challenges and knock them down like it would make me upset because I felt like I couldn't fully get anywhere because the things that I wanted were fiction and not fact so I don't really believe in romanticizing my life instead I kind of believe in honoring my life and what this means to me is that like I look at my life as this gift I was given like this you know interminable but also terminable thing that I am here sitting with And it's just like, it's my life. Like I'm in the driver's seat. Nobody else is a part of my decisions in this life on some level. And it's like, goes back to that saying, like the only thing that you're ever born with is like your body. You have nothing else when you're born, right? And like, you have this one shot, like make it rock and like make it fun and stupid and like good. And to me, like you're never going to get there romanticizing it because the reason those things are movies is because it's not supposed to be reality. But if you're honoring your life, that means you look at your life and you're like, this is weird and kind of fucked up and scary and sad and beautiful and amazing and orgasmic and sexy. And I love it. And I need to honor the shit out of every moment by living it in my own truth. And it took me a really long time to get there, though, because I failed at romanticizing my life so many times, like especially around breakups. I don't know what it is, but it like causes us to want to romanticize our life. Like whenever I was in college and I broke up with a boyfriend, I had three boyfriends in college, all three randomly serious, all three ended, obviously. And I remember after each time deciding to romanticize my life and put myself in this box where I had to reach all these unattainable goals. And I was doing things to reach that romanticization. I was like, I'm going to get so fit and in shape. And I ended up in a binge restrict cycle of an eating disorder because there was no way for me to get there unless I was doing it for myself and not for this like romantic idea of what I thought my life could be. And I would just do these things like thinking I was romanticizing my life when really I was creating this unattainable path for myself that sent me down a spiral. And I have no idea if this makes any sense to you guys. But instead, I just believe in honoring that life. And it took me so long to get there. Like literally last year in New York City, I was trying to romanticize my life. Like I was getting up in the morning and forcing myself to like go on this walk every day and like get my little coffee and listen to the daily and NPR and be like walking through Central Park. Like I love this. And on some level, law of attraction, law of affirmation, you have to put positivity out into the world to get it back. But like 
you can also be intuitive about the way that you're honoring your life. Like you don't need to meet this set of guidelines in order that's like unattainable for you in order to romanticize your life. Like you can just honor it instead. And like if you feel like getting up and going on a walk around Central Park and listening to those podcasts, you can do it. But you don't have to do it just because you told yourself you did in order to reach this fictional place that you created in your head. And I I don't even remember when it really dawned on me that this was like just a stupid idea. But I think it was like around the time of like the election and the inauguration and like all this chaos was happening in our country. And it was like coming up on a new year and it was January and I was turning over this new leaf and I was reflecting on 2020 and like on a personal and meta level really reflecting on it and I was like damn that didn't work like one bit like I'm exactly where I was in January of 2019 rather I'm exactly where I was in January of 2020 and now it's January of 2021 if not more upset and so I switched my mindset to honoring my life instead and making it livable on my own terms and you know my anxiety got worse when ever I was trying to romanticize my life because I felt like I was out of control trying to reach this thing I would never reach like I was running a race and the thing that was running against me like this this goal was like a moving post and I would never reach it and so obviously my anxiety skyrocketed because anxiety stems from control and a need to have control and a lack of control and so for me whenever I'm like having an anxiety attack or I'm feeling really anxious it's about heading toward things that make me feel in control which for me is like music calling someone putting myself in a driver's seat and driving running whatever and romanticizing my life was just a surefire way to feel out of control but honoring my life is the opposite I feel in control because I'm choosing the way that I'm honoring it I don't know if any of this is making sense but like enter the rules because I love a list like I love my phone notes iPhone notes is my favorite thing about the iPhone other than that whenever it's like we're going to text you a code and then the code pops up so you don't have to go to your messages I don't know if you guys understand that feature that I'm talking about but other than that the notes app is my favorite feature of an iPhone for freaking sure and the rules kind of were born of like this thing that was always and already happening in my life which like I would write things down and I love to-do lists and I love like journaling goal lists and a goal list is just a to-do list but for long-term things and so it was always like percolating in my head and of course I have these traditions like Chipotle Sunday and I really try to treat my Sundays like Friday afternoons which we're going to get into and I have all of this familial tradition of Sundays being really special which is definitely a European thing because my dad it's the only day he doesn't work and it would be like the family table the Sunday Italian dinner that whole thing so I guess the way I was raised just like kind of catapulted me into this like rules concept and like it's just also like in addition to it being a way to battle your anxiety a way to get back on track it's fun it's fun to make up rules because there's no stakes like no one is going to care if you don't do it. You're honoring your life. If you don't get to all of them on one day or for one thing, that's fine. But it's like a fun way to shake things up and make them different. Like routine is awesome. We all like to have our routine. But then when you get stuck in a routine, you need a way to shake it up. And I think that that's a really special thing about like the weekly rules that I've been doing and like the rules just in general. And I was thinking about it because I was watching TikTok the other night and I saw this woman. I'm not sure if you guys have seen her, but basically she's been battling depression for a pretty long time and nothing has helped and so her husband got this like garland and one side is like a leaf and on the inside of the garland he wrote 
one thing on each leaf and there are a hundred leaves and every day she flips over a leaf and reads the thing that she has to do that day and it will be something really small like gargle apple cider vinegar you used to do this all the time and you don't anymore to like go meet a stranger and do something nice to them or like mail a letter to a loved one but each thing is a way to get her brain moving in a way that it doesn't every day or hasn't in a while and it's a way to just like inspire her give her some action to do and like incite some fun and some change and when I tell you I don't know her handle I'm gonna find it so that I can put it in the description of this video when I tell you that this woman looks so happy like as the days goes on and of course like social media can be a myth but the way that she was vulnerable in the beginning and the way TikTok operates tells me that she is genuinely becoming happier because of this like shake up in her routine and I'm not comparing the rules to that because it's really not similar and that's like the sweetest gesture ever and she's obviously struggling a lot but I have gotten a lot of messages like I literally haven't worked out in six months I've just been struggling too much with depression and I read your rules then I went on a five mile walk I'm like I feel amazing I'm gonna go again tomorrow and it's like that kind of a thing that the rules can snap you out of it's less so like they're gonna change 365 your life and more so like they're just gonna find a new way to honor your life instead of romanticizing it I want to go through like some of my favorites I think we'll do Sunday and like maybe Thursday and maybe like the first date but I also want to say something really important. People are like, are you a Virgo? Are you a Virgo? If you guys don't know, Virgos are like typically really organized and put together and like responsible and diligent and practical. No, I'm literally couldn't be farther from a Virgo. I don't have one Virgo placement. My whole chart is Cancer, Sagittarius and Leo. It's literally terrifying. But I think like a misconception is that I have my life totally together because I'm coming on like confident. People comment like this must be must be what it's like to live without mental illness and all these things and like on some level like oh my god I've gone through a tremendous journey of my mental health and like gotten to the other side but I am still super anxious and I'm like fully on this journey with you of still honoring my life and I started trying to honor my life almost a year ago and I've seen an amazing transformation in who I am and how I feel and the way my brain even operates but I'm on the journey every day it's a Tuesday I did not do my laundry today I was too busy I'm doing it tomorrow and I'm not gonna like the thing is I'm not gonna let myself wait till next Tuesday so for it all will pile up I'm gonna honor my next Tuesday self who's actually gonna get their laundry done on a Tuesday and I'm gonna do it tomorrow when I have more time so it's like I'm not perfect I'm wriggling around trying to figure out this shit with you too it's just it's a way to just change up your routine and make you smile and like do little things to really inspire yourself and incite a little change in you and figure out how to honor your life better and so yeah um we are gonna get into some of my favorites of the rules lists so i'm literally looking on my phone right now i write them all in my phone notes a lot of it already kind of existed to be fair um but we're looking now okay so my rules for sunday that was the first one i did i did rules for a breakup um rather rules for a first date and then I did rolls for a Sunday. So I say Sundays are the new Friday afternoons because when I was growing up, they were the day I looked forward to the most because my dad didn't work and I have a really close relationship with him. And so that excitement that I get on a Friday afternoon at like four when you know you have the weekend ahead is the same feeling I get on a Saturday night when it's going to be Sunday the next day. And I feel like reframing your Sunday, like everyone says Sunday scaries. I don't believe in that. And you know what? Like, Shout out to Jenna Palick, Palick. I really love her content. I met her at New York Fashion Week. She's a doll. And I love that she says fun on weekdays um, because I think it's really true. Like we have these ideas of how the days are supposed to go in our head. But like you can just rewrite any narrative you want. No one's stopping you. And so 
Sunday is the new Friday afternoon. It's like a surefire thing. And so on Sunday, I usually set an alarm. I don't like to sleep in on Sunday. That's a Saturday thing. Um, And I'll go out and go on a walk with my boyfriend and we'll get coffee and a snack. But we'll go to like a special coffee shop. So we really like Ralph's. Um, It won't be like a Starbucks Dunkin' kind of thing. I love Starbucks and Dunkin'. Don't get me wrong. But like Sunday, we don't budget. And I budget every other day of the week. So it's the day that I get my $8 latte and I drink every delicious freaking sip of it because I have no idea how they make coffee that good. So I'll go get coffee and a snack with my boyfriend wearing athleisure, little outfits, get our steps in. Um, hopefully the weather's nice. Whenever the weather is bad on a Sunday, I feel like it's a sacrilege. I get upset. I need good weather for my Sundays. And I always say wholesome Sunday because growing up, it was really about like doing things with our family. My dad called it family day. And we would do things like watch a family movie or play Catan or Monopoly or Psych over COVID. Uh, we played a lot of Psych. It's an Ellen DeGeneres iPhone app. It's hilarious if you've never played before. And we would cook together and it was like wholesome. And now I like go to the zoo with my boyfriend or like I do a picnic with my friends like I just have to pick something really fun and sweet and wholesome to do um I don't tend to reorganize on a Sunday I know not everyone has the privilege of reorganizing on a Monday but I try to set aside time for myself so like even when I'm still working even when I still get to work out and whatever I will reorganize my life on a Monday night or I'll wake up an hour early on a Monday and reorganize I would rather enjoy my Sunday than spend the whole time like sobbing over how I hate Monday I also don't hate Monday it's a fresh start but obviously a lot of people don't like Monday um a Sunday themed activity I'm trying to think of like an example of that like watching football would count watching a movie going to a pumpkin patch going apple picking and doing a wine tasting baking like just a sweet little Sunday activity I like to keep some hours in there for lazy time where I just read uh I grew up with a porch um and I love to read on a porch and like have a glass of wine And of course, it's Chipotle Sunday, which is basically a national holiday. It started when I was in college, actually on, you know, at Michigan, there's a lot of going out. And so if we went out Thursday, Friday and Saturday, which I really tend not to go out on Fridays in college. Now I don't go out on Saturdays, but back then I didn't go out on Fridays. So if it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday going out situation and we weren't able to like catch up and stuff because like I live with six girls, everyone was waking up at different houses with random guys and like on Sundays people were like or rather on Saturdays people were like hungover and trying to like recoup for later and like I always had theater stuff so Sunday was like our day to regroup about what happened over the weekend and like what funny memories we have and like what happened with certain guys and whatever else and so we would meet in our living room Sunday morning at 10 45 because the Chipotle opens at 11 a.m on the dot and one of our roommates had a car and she would drive us to Chipotle and we would wear our pajamas and talk and eat our Chipotle and like for hours we would just rehash the weekend and literally like come hell or high water you had to be in that living room at 10 45 ready to go if for some reason you didn't make it we would come to a guy's house and literally pick you up we didn't care if you were in your clothes for the night before I never was because I don't sleep over hookups houses or apartments ever it is a cardinal sin and a rule of mine <laughs> literally but you know you don't you never know what happens some people work uh, so that's how Chipotle Sunday started. But then I told my boyfriend about how it was such a lovely tradition in college and I missed it. And he wanted to make it a tradition between us. So now I literally have Chipotle every single Sunday. It's my favorite tradition that I do. Um, my order is I have two orders. I have like a super healthy order that I've been eating lately. But my regular order is white rice, pinto beans, extra steak, cheese, guac and sour cream on the side, light, mild salsa. 
extra veggies, extra lettuce, and chips on the side. And then you dip the chips in the guac and then dip it in the bowl. And then you have to put sriracha and pink Himalayan sea salt on the bowl. If you try my order, let me know. It's bomb. So that's Chipotle Sunday. I'm trying to think of another one that I really like. Okay, so Thursday is my favorite day of the week. So let's do that one. The first thing for Thursday is to do a good deed. Um, and that just means do something nice for someone. You can literally Venmo your brother five bucks for coffee. You can meet a stranger and pay for their coffee behind you. You can offer to do something for your partner. You can call someone that you miss. Just do something to make someone smile. It's like a really good thing to do and a really good way to just do something nice for somebody else. Like, I don't think you understand how much that could impact them. Number two is don't think about Friday. Thursday is a better day of the week than Friday because Friday there's a lot of pressure on it. There's never any pressure on a Thursday and it always ends up being the best nights out because as we know, when you put pressure on something, it gets bad and not fun. And then you're trying to live up to expectations you can't live up to. We romanticize Friday and we honor Thursday and that's just on period. It happens. So don't think about Friday. I like to watch the Beyonce Super Bowl halftime performance on Thursday. It's just my favorite video and I might as well watch it on my favorite day of the week. I try to only let myself watch it once a week because if I don't, I'll get tired of it. and It's my favorite thing in the world um conspiracy theory thursday i don't know i love conspiracy theories and i love um youtube rabbit holes and then i find my conspiracy theories from youtube rabbit holes and so on thursdays i just like to talk about them with people because it gets annoying when like you have your conspiracy theory friend and they don't shut up about it so i try to like differentiate my days of when i'm talking about them my big rule with thursday is that you can only plan your happy hour because you have to let the night happen to you instead of happening to the night So get your friends and plan your happy hour, whether you're going somewhere or staying in and then just let it happen as it happens. Like I had this crazy New York City night where we literally planned to get a drink at Lovers of Today, which is the bar where Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn met. If you're curious, it's in the East Village. And so we went there and it was way too crowded. It's like a speakeasy and there's literally no seating. So we were looking around, but everything was so crowded because it was nice out. And the only thing that was like not crowded was Niagara, which is literally a nightclub dance bar that you literally only want to go to after 10 p.m. Like you could not show face there before 10 p.m. But we were like, screw it. There's nowhere else. Let's just sit at the bar. So we sat at the bar and started drinking Aperol spritzes. And they were strangely really good because this is the kind of place that you order tequila soda with lime. And we ended up staying until like 11 and all my boyfriend and his friends came and then they had like an in at a club, which is weird. I hate clubs, but whatever. I was really drunk. So we went there and it was just a hilarious time all together. And it randomly happened like it was never intentional. We didn't even want to go out that night. And then we ended up having a crazy time. So that's really recommended is only plan your happy hour. Um, Don't text your crush until 645. Everybody thinks like, oh, my God, if I play hard to get, they're going to forget about me. I promise you there is nothing literally nothing that works better than playing hard to get and think about it from your own perspective isn't the chase so fun the minute that somebody starts liking you you might get an ick right you might get an ick what's to say that they're not having the same thing I'm not saying like be so annoying and not answer for 24 hours but just play a little hard to get because it's going to make them realize that they want you and they miss you and it literally works it works also it bruises their ego men can't stand to have their egos bruised and he will come crawling back to you so don't text him until like 6 45 um if he has already texted you on thursdays we always have to debut an outfit we've been scared to wear like a piece we've been scared to wear something we think is too much something we're scared to wear because you wouldn't do it on like an actual weekend night so you debut it you soft launch it on a thursday it's like literally brilliant blow dry your hair you're gonna feel so good if you blow dry your hair i'm not a big hair blow dryer i'm an air dry girl all the way don't know what it is it's just like 
that's what I do. I'm low maintenance in that way, but I try to blow dry it whenever I'm going out like once a week. So Thursday's my day. It's gin and tonic Thursdays. I just like the ring of that. Avery drinks a lot of gin and tonic. So I find myself gravitating toward them whenever I'm not having a tequila night. Friday's a tequila night. So gin and tonic Thursday. Also new friend Thursday. Try to make a new friend. I don't know. It's like the best. And then finally, there are no rules on Thursday, meaning whatever really happens with your night happens and you just have to let it rock and you have to live with it. Um, And that's yeah, that's those rules, which is exciting and fun and different. Uh, We love a Thursday. I'm thinking about the other ones. Oh, I actually just did rules for a breakup and I think you know it's hard and I want to say this about my dating advice in general like no two people are ever the same ever in the world like ever and so no relationship is ever going to be similar and obviously you can relate to someone and things are relatable and things are inherently universal but the very specificities of someone's breaking up or getting together is going to be super different each time it's like a fingerprint And so I always try not to give such direct relationship dating advice because I am like, you know what? This isn't going to apply to anyone and no advice is going to apply to everyone. But dating is so specific to that couple and what you're going through at that time, because there are so many things that I would say to you guys and give advice about that might not apply directly to my relationship because of specific things that are going on between the two of us. And so I would just take it with a grain of salt and also just remember that like you're the only one that can truly know the right and the wrong, but always open your ears and your mind to advice from other people. Like that's not what I'm trying to say. It's just like be aware that like relationships are really specific and you might find yourself being like, whoa, like I don't think this applies to me at all. And like, am I doing something wrong? Like you're probably not. Um, So obviously take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt and yeah that's definitely my advice on the dating rules but I do like giving them I think it's really fun and I actually was on a run today and I met this girl her name was Camille if she's listening and she was so nice and she asked me to make rules for a third date and I was like wow like that's actually so funny that she said that because I feel like third date is like the seal the deal date um me and Avery's first date was just dinner and drinks at a restaurant called Svita in the West Village it's Russian it's pretty good they have good drinks and then our second date, he made me a cheese board and we made espresso martinis and just sat on his balcony. And it was really cute. And he kissed me for the first time. And then our third date was either us walking the entire way of Manhattan from top to bottom and then drinking champagne afterward, which was just like romantic as shit. Like, what the hell? Or we watched Soul, but he kept wanting to make out with me and it was so cute that he would pause the movie to make out with me and then press play because he didn't want me to miss it because he thought he would really like it. Like the Pixar movie Soul. And we made popcorn and it was just adorable. So that around the time of the third date, whichever one that was, I just knew that we were going to date. I like had a really gut feeling we were going to fall in love. And I think that that's like the kicker date. And honestly, you might not be like, oh, I'm going to fall in love. This is the love of my life on the third date. That's totally normal and acceptable. But I'm just saying, I think you know the person well enough there to make a good judgment call to say, do I want to keep seeing this person? Is it worth it for me? Remember, it's just as much your decision as it is theirs. I don't know how I got off into this tangent about the third date. Oh, the rules. I'm like, guys, you need a rule book for every single date. No, I love it. I'm kidding. It's it's a special thing that I feel really connected to. And it's so weird how these things happen. Like I was just thinking about my regular rules for Sunday and like how I operate on Sundays. And like 
people just took to it so much on TikTok and like gave me so much love and gratitude and grace and like not that that's not something I was expecting it's just like I'm used to TikTok being volatile to me and I don't know what it is I think like some of us just end up on the wrong side of the algorithm or we do things that piss people off which is totally fine or we annoy people which like don't comment any hate bullying but like it's okay to annoy people but I just have never experienced so much love and like solidarity and unity on my page and it's so exciting and i'm really glad that we're all unified over the rules and don't you worry i'm gonna keep going with them because they're really fun and i'm having the best time ever with them but back to the whole thing um back to what we were talking about in the beginning to me the rules are just all about honoring your life instead of romanticizing it and a lot of you are going to dm me like how do i honor my life i don't understand how to get out of this like hole that I'm in about romanticizing it and my only advice is you have to just begin and you have to try to set these realistic expectations for how you want your life to look and my best piece of advice is to do this journal entry to start honoring your life take a piece of paper and write down the story of the most beautiful life you could imagine for yourself that's realistic so like obviously if I was going to write down the most beautiful version of my life I'd be like I'm a millionaire with the houses in France and my hot husband and I have cute babies running around and I'm a best-selling author like yeah that's a sick version of my life but what I'm really looking for is like I'm happy I wake up in the morning and my first thought isn't this person that hurt me I go on a run more than twice a day I look at my body and I'm really proud of what I see I eat three meals a day I celebrate myself when I do something good instead of beating myself up I moved to New York City. I got a new job. I graduated college. Like things like that. Like the most beautiful version of your current life that you could currently have. Then when you're done writing it, read it over and you're going to realize that all of the stuff that you wrote down is not unattainable at all. It would be if you were distracting yourself by romanticizing the shit out of your life and failing, but it's not if you honor your life and you go one foot in front of the other because that's what all this is, right? life is one foot in front of the other one step turns into 10 steps 10 steps turns into a mile a mile turns into a marathon all of a sudden you're going to turn around and not even know how far you've come and if you just tell yourself like how simple is that one foot in front of the other I need to honor my life every day I need to find a few little ways to honor my life and live the happiest version of my current life I could ever attain at this time I am not kidding you it will change your life and I'm sorry if people are offended that I'm saying don't romanticize your life I just can't get behind it I'm like girl I am not like I am not what's her name from the notebook Allie is that her name that's also my best friend's name I'm not her I'm never going to be her nobody will ever have that life because it's not real it's not meant to be real that's why we love movies that's why we love books that's why we love stories right like I could tell you so many stories and we could get swept up in all of these dreamlands, but we're not meant to hope our life would be like that. We're meant to see it as like a piece of art. And that's what I try to do. And so try out that journal entry, start honoring your life, follow the rules. If you want, make your own rules. If you want, I think that's the beauty of it too. Like you don't have to follow all these verbatim. You're allowed to follow them as they fit into your schedule or incorporate one or two into each day and see how you feel. You don't have to go like zero to hero. I think that's another failure we have. Like those that girl TikToks where like girls are waking up in the morning at 5 a.m. and doing yoga and going on a run and making a green juice and like eating celery that 
lifestyle might not be attainable for you might not be realistic for you it also might just be too much like can you imagine waking up in the morning and being like i'm getting up at five i already don't do that not only am i getting up at five right away i'm gonna do yoga don't do that right away after that i'm gonna go on a run already don't do that then i'm gonna make celery juice don't have a blender don't have a food processor but i'm gonna make it then i'm gonna have avocado like then i'm gonna gratitude journal like all of that would make you so overwhelmed like you think it would make you so happy but like no you would be really overwhelmed scrambling to try to get it all done why don't you just try two of those things tomorrow i'm gonna wake up when i wake up when my alarm goes off my normal time 6 45 and I'm going to go on a run and then I'm going to make a healthy breakfast or I'm going to wake up, do some stretching and gratitude journal. How much more attainable is that? And in that way, you're honoring your life. You're living it in a beautiful way to reach that happiest version of what it looks like right now. And I feel like this was a tangent. I have no clue if that makes any sense to you. I'm sitting in the dark. All of my lights are off. My room doesn't have an overhead light. I love my room. The natural light is gorgeous, but it's nighttime. And it's dark and I have my lap. La- wow. I have my lamp and it's on the floor because my desk is small. And then I have a standing lamp on the other side of the room, which I failed to turn on before we started all of this. So isn't it going to be amazing when there's a podcast studio and I'm not dealing with this and you can't hear my air conditioning in the background and my microphone doesn't lose its cord and my laptop isn't broken and like everything isn't falling apart in that way. Like you're going to listen to a zero to hero podcast and it's going to be crazy. It probably will be really similar to be to be honest with you, but more professional in an in a forward thinking manner with which we can all thrive together. <laughs> I really love you guys and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to this. I know, you know, choosing what we listen to and what kind of content we take in is a big choice. Like I just feel so lucky that you chose me and I feel like people don't say this often enough, but like I think about the people I choose like I'm very picky about who I follow on TikTok not just because I have a following I would do that either way because I just don't like to take in so much content I only like to take in content that makes me feel good and like to think that you guys think that my content is something that makes you feel good I don't know it's like a dream come true to make people happy like the other day Avery asked me what do you want to do with your life when I was trying to make that decision that I talked about in the beginning of the episode and I said I want to write books and make people happy And I realized, like, I can do that now. Like, I could always do that. You can do anything. But, like, I can actually attain that. Like, I see it in front of me. And that's just something I never could have imagined. And it's all thanks to you guys. So thank you so much. I'm going to say thank you until I literally run out of breath. I'm so lucky to have you. My DMs are always open. I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like we had to do it. I feel like I understand the rules better than I did before and I literally write them that's the thing this is a journey we're on together it is a blank page that we're writing as a collective and I'm so I'm just so happy you're here so I love you guys have an amazing week I will see you next Thursday bright and early or whenever you're listening to this it is a beautiful wonderful happy day um go read over my weekly rules get some of them done if you can and just feel good about yourself and start honoring your life Bye, guys. I love you.